Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'll never understand anyone who doesn't get Orange Cassidy. I think you're all crazy. Also, hello, welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show with me, Simon, from What Culture, and at the moment I am on my travels. The only reason I say that is because of this. There is a giant light... <laughs> coming through my green screen and even though I'm trying to block it as I learnt many years ago along with Mr Burns you can't beat the sun so I shall do what I can but please do forgive me and that's right the first match when it came to AEW Dynamite this week was Wheeler Utah versus Orange Cassidy for the Ord Atlantic Championship and they both went shall we have a good time yes we shall this rocked Orange wanted to shake hands with Utah to start with but it's Head wheels went to punch him, but Orange was able to get out of the way. And then we just went reversal, reversal, counter, counter, to the point Wheeler Utah spilled to the outside when Claudio Castignoli came down to the ring, which is not his name, slapped him and was like, you're part of the Blackpool Combat Club, you need to work harder. I don't know why he talks like that, because he's not French. It worked, though, because all of a sudden Utah was busting out all of these dives. So I actually think what Castignoli said to him was, don't forget it's 2023, you know what wrestling move to do. He also threw Cassidy over Alan the announce table, so this was getting really nuts. And somehow, when Orange went for a crossbody, Wheels turned that into atomic drop. So he got him right in the penis. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It really did help though, because the Blackpool Combat Club member took over and he was just raining down with blows. And Orange Cassidy decided, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and hug you. So you would just went, no, you're not. And he head bite him in the head. I mean, this was a really strange strategy. They then went even more counter crazy. So I was having a great time because I like playing a video game when it was unbelievable. Wheels got so mad, he went and he spat the gum at Orange Cassidy that was in his mouth and it hit Cassidy and it somehow stuck on him. And I was like, what kind of chewing gum is this? Is it made out of glue? And Orange didn't like that at all. And even though he's a piece of fruit, he spat back. And then went into all these amazing near falls, and honestly, I was losing my mind, especially one after a beach break. But finally, Cassidy was like, I'm done with this. He really punched Orange Cassidy with the orange punch. He got the one, two, three, and seriously, this was a pay per view quality matchup. What a great way to start the show up. Orange also wanted to actually try and get the hug afterwards, because of course, him and Wheeler Utah used to be friends. This is when Claudio came back and was like, nope, there's no cuddles today because it would have ruined his day. But also, keep the BCC in your head because I think there's a reason Brian Danielson ain't with them anymore. 
we about to have some fun. And then I just have to give all the love to you, my friends, because seriously, the sides. Because we had one for Barry Barricade, we had one that just said, Simon, give me an up, and we had one that said, Aubrey Edwards deserve a golden up. And after thinking about it, all of 4.2 seconds, you bet your ass she does. So of course it is a golden up and thank you very much for making my day. You have no idea the feelings this gives me. I suppose it does make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. <laughs> also, bring down the sign counter, which is already at a stupid, stupid number. I appreciate you all, my friends, and I will see you soon. Evil Uno then continued to be a man unhinged. You damn right. So many people in the week two were all like, I can't believe that Evil Uno has been put into this position. He needs to show a more serious side literally seconds after Evil Uno had shown a more serious side on last week's TV. So these are the same kind of intervals that go, oh, I don't think this Batman game would be very good if Batman isn't in it. He's in it. He's right there flying around in his cape. Hangman Adam Page was also with him and tried to tell him off, but Evil Uno was like, no, this is my evening. I'm really pissed off. And John Moxley, I'm going to come out there later and I'm going to kick your ass. And I sat there the whole time going, oh, no, damn it, you better get him. And it did come down in the main event. I tell you, it was worth it. Ricky Starks was out here next and he had a plan. One, he hates the Jericho Appreciation Society. Two, he hates Chris Jericho. So why don't we do a little bit of manipulation? And we started interestingly because Starks admitted that he knew Chris Jericho didn't want to face him again. So he's just going to leave him in the past and walk on to pastures new. Which is why he has an open contract for the Revolution pay-per-view. And it's time to figure out who he's going to face. This is when Chris Jericho came out and he was all like, listen, you don't get to decide when you're done with me. I get to decide when I'm done with you. And while I am done with you, I'm also not done with you. I was like, did I hear that right? That didn't make any sense. Don't forget, though, the reason it works so well is because Jericho is a heel, so he can say whatever the flub he wants. So when he went on to say, also, I know you beat me, but you're still not on my level, you're meant to go, I can't believe these things are coming out from your teeth. He's a bad guy. From nowhere, this is when Peter Avalon walked out, and he wanted to accept Ricky Stark's open challenge, so Jericho saw him and just gave him the Judas effect. Because I'm a terrible person, I started to laugh, but this was just like this weird appendix. I don't know why we did it, but never stopped. Starks then continued to get under Jericho's skin by saying, okay, sure, let's fight again, but it's not going to mean anything because the Jericho Appreciation Society will probably get involved, so it's null and void. And the whole time, Chris was like, I don't really enjoy these things that you're saying to me. Don't you know who I am? I'm the wizard Chris Jericho, and I've done it all. So essentially, Ricky was able to kind of work him over to the point Jericho's like, all right, well, you've got this deal. I'm going to sign it. There was then this amazing bit where he didn't have a pen, but Ricky Starks had a pen. So he gave the pen to Jericho and he held it up like he was going to add someone to the list. And I know that certain individuals don't like this kind of stuff. I loved it. And yes, I just kissed my knuckle. It does indeed mean that when we get to the Revolution pay-per-view, we are now going to do Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho round two. And even though Jericho acted like he had got one over Rick here, of course, Starks looked into the camera. He gave us a little wink because this was his plan all along. So it was nice and simple. It was effective. I enjoyed it. And don't forget, if Starks does beat Jericho again, adds the pay-per-view and goes on to have a terrific 2023, that's only going to make him a bigger and bigger star. It's all fine by me.
up. We then just had the best video for the tag team battle roar that was going to happen later because we went to all the teams and everyone was being like, oh man, I'm going to win. I'm going to be the greatest person ever. Well, we got the best friends. They were like, I don't know. We can't guarantee anything. It's the sole reason I wore this t-shirt today, which does say Goofy Wrestling for Life. And yes, somehow you can get this on Pro Wrestling Tees. But my word, <laughs> did I laugh out loud. I need this sort of stuff in my life all the time. It reminds me why I love sports entertainment. So much so, I am giving it an up. Cue the rage. And then the Acclaim beat Lee Moriarty and Big Bill, mostly because the Acclaim lost their tag team titles recently, so they need a bunch of wins. Caster also dropped a soft reference during his rap, so everybody enjoyed that as we did some more insider baseball, kind of, but not really. Otherwise, this was just a fun AEW tag team title match. And when we came back from the commercial, all of a sudden the bad guys were in control. I can't make those jokes when we do All Elite Wrestling because I watch on Fight TV, so I get to see everything. I feel very privileged. Let's just say that it was Big Bill who was able to do this because his name is Bill and he's big. And around about the same time, the guns also came out here. Now, at one point, it looked like they were going to go after Daddy Ass, but instead they basically throw some bones at other people. And I'm going to keep an eye on this because I think Billy Gunn may be about to screw us. Anthony Bowens also got the hot tags. He went absolutely crazy, including doing this weird reverse fireman's carry slam thingamajig when he found Billy Gunn and they did some scissoring after Big Bill had Big Bill some people. He at one point went blah, 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 and did the scissor thing too. Everyone was so mad. So once again, this is why wrestling really tickles me. You can take your fingers and stick them together and a bunch of fans will go, well, now I'm pissed off. During all this fracas too, Bowens was able to hit the arrival when Max Caster came off the top with the elbow drop. They got the one, two, three. And I think we need to keep an eye on this. There's a lot going on on the tag team division at the moment. Maybe, just maybe, FTR are about to return. That's complete speculation by me giving it an up. Jungle Boy then got mad. Good. Because Tony Schiavone was ready to chat to Christian Cage. Before Christian could say anything, Jack Perry jumped him and started to kick the absolute shib out of him when he also went, ta-da, I've got two chairs. Why don't I give you a concerto? Which don't forget is attempted murder. I think Jungle Boy knew this too and he had feelings down in his tum-tum of going, Christian, we used to be friends. I don't know what to do. So he hesitated so long Cage was able to get back to the feet and he beat up Jungle Boy. He also whacked him right in the balls and slammed his head so hard into a damn chair that the boy from the jungle started to bleed. Now, I'm sorry, I like AEW a lot, but there is a lot of blood, so... I am happy to introduce you a brand new counter here on Ups and Downs, the AEW Blood Machine or the ABW. And all we're going to do is every time we do see blood, we shall add an extra figure to the machine, even though that makes absolutely no sense. So we're on one, obviously, but by the end of the night, this may actually be above double. All of this has made the feud more personal, though, and it was pretty personal to begin with. And of course, when we get to Revolution, it shall be Christian Cage versus Jack Perry, and Jungle Boy should beat him, and then he should continue his quest to become a singles champion in 2023, because then, much like Ricky Starks, he can have a terrific year, and by the time you get to the end of the 12-month period, he will be a bigger super-duper star, and that's what we need right now. Keep the churn churning. I'd never be a good farmer. Uh, quick video for Samoa Joe versus Wardlow after this, and they too are going to compete at the pay-per-view for the TNT title. And honestly, the things they say to each other are so damn good. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. When it was time for Soraya versus Sky Blue. Where'd that come from? As it turned out, this was going to have massive repercussions because the winner was going to be entered into an AEW women's title match. Or at least, Soraya did get the victory here. And then later on, this is exactly what happened. Fair play to Sky Blue as well, because she just gets better every single time I see her. And the only real issue this went downhill is because Tony Storm came out with her buddy and she was just casting distraction like it was going to go out of fashion tomorrow. She just knocked Sky off Team of the Turnbuckle at one point and I was like, referee, turn around and do something. And he didn't do anything. And instead, Saria locked her in some kind of scorpion move. I can't remember what we called it now. So let's just call it the scorpion. Sky Blue had no choice but to tap out. Otherwise, I think she would have died. And that was that. Storm and Soraya are also going to spray paint her afterwards, which is the greatest sentence I will say today, when Brett Baker and Jamie Hayter made the save, and then Ruby Soho came out, and she just looked at the women's championship. I was like, Ruby, why have you come out to do this? If you want to look at it so badly, just Google it. The point is, though, later on, we did have a promo with Hayter, who said she'd take on everyone. So now, at Revolution, it is Soraya taking on Jamie Hayter, taking on Ruby Soho for that their title. So surely we also need to find out which side Ruby Soho is going to pick. And while I feel like I'm the only person alive that likes this storyline, it's great for me because it means when it's on television, I'm having a good time. I'm giving it up. And then, 
My word. Because Brian Danielson came out to an absolutely awesome evasion and started to talk about all the bad things MGF has done to him recently. And we're not going to go through them all here. But no, if we did write a list, they would just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So basically, Maxwell should be in jail at this point. But before we could arrest him, he did interrupt. And he looked at Danielson and he was like, look at you, you absolute piece of crap. I don't like you very much. And I'm going to tell you why. And he also began all of this by saying that anybody that has ever loved him has also abandoned him and also referenced his fiance. Now, of course, this set the internet into meltdown. And apparently all of this is true. Now, given that it is Maxwell, we never know because he is the master of kayfabe. But it does give us a nice avenue to say this. Going through a relationship breakup is one of the hardest things that can happen to anybody. So if you are going through it, remember, it's okay to not be okay. But eventually, you will be alright, I promise. The fact he was using this, though, made for an incredibly emotionally promo, especially because he then said the only thing he does have in his life is the AEW World Championship, and if it wasn't for this belt, maybe he'd just take some pills and end it all. I was kind of just looking around the room, I was like, holy crap, this escalated. I mean, even if this wasn't real, it still came across as super real, whatever that means. When he turned his attention to Danielson once more and said, look at you, you have to retire from this sport, but you keep going and you keep going and you keep going, which I find is an insult because we all know you've got a loving family, Brian Danielson, and you're happy to risk it all. I despise you. He also promised to punish Danielson at the pay-per-view when he looked into the camera and said hello to Brian's children. And you can just imagine how the American dragon reacted to that. He was so pissed off and I started to feel uncomfortable in the appropriate way. He finished it by saying that not only is he going to break Brian's arm so he can't play with his children anymore, but he's also going to give him proper CTE. And as soon as those words came out of his mouth, Brian just attacked him. They had this massive pull apart brawl where they were both getting cheap shots in. And by the end of it, man, I was ready beforehand, but now I can't wait for this main event at Revolution. I mean, what the hell are they going to do? So if you haven't watched this, make sure you have a good sit down beforehand because by the end of it, you are going to be an absolute mess. Like, I still can't believe it. And some people have actually said, oh, there's not much going on with the Brian Danielson MJF program. Sure, say whatever you want, buddy. Up. We then did have that Jamie Hayter promo where she confirmed the triple threat when it was time for the Tag Team Battle Royal. This is absolutely crazy. Now, the real joy of this is because everyone in AEW has a bunch of friends and a bunch of managers, there was as many people on the outside of the ring as there was in the ring, but this makes all the sense in the world. Go back to when you were at school. Did you ever want to be a loner? No. I've also had to write the teams down here because it's just way too many, so this is going to be a bit weird, but you have to bear with me. But we had Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. We had the Lucha Brothers. We had the Butcher and the Blade, who must have closed their shop early. We had Top Flight. Although here it says two fights of stupid autocorrects broken. 2.0, The Dark Order, Rush and Preston Vance, Tony Nice and Ari Davari. And also, Ozzy Open were here. I was like, you damn right, you's a mob. Josh Woods was also trying to help out his boys when Mark Briscoe ran out. So I suppose that feud is going to continue. And because Nice and Davari had been a bunch of idiots, the Lucha Brothers threw him out. Switch and the Blade also lost their damn minds. They got rid of Aussie Open as if they were nothing, so that was confusing. But given the Blade was taken up by this, he didn't see John Silver, he didn't see Alex Reynolds, and he got eliminated too. I think Darius Martin also got thrown over the top rope, but this was bonkers. But also around this time, I realised that Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange hadn't even bothered to get in the ring. 
they were just hanging out by ringside. I was like, man, I love these two guys so much. They're the best. Preston Vance also got hurled out by Penta when Phoenix literally punted Roosh out of the thing. So the Lucha Bros were doing well. When Matt Menard and Angelo Parker finally decided, oh, we can get in there now, they went to throw out the best friends when Danhausen kind of stopped the best friends from being eliminated and he started cursing everyone. This actually worked because Chuck and Trent were able to survive all this and all of a sudden it was 2.0 going out there. But sadly, this is when they forgot about Jeff Jarrett, who was able to throw out Chuck Taylor. I mean, this guy. Now, I don't know how I kept notes here, but I think the Butcher then threw out Dante, so Phoenix was able to throw out the Butcher, but everybody kept ignoring Jeff Jarrett and Lethal, so they got rid of Phoenix. Basically, the final three were these two and Trent, and my word, did we have fun with this. Because Satnam Singh was running around the place, <laughs> ensuring that nobody's feet were going to hit the floor. And I know we take it too literally, but it is funny. And this was the same with Orange Cassidy, who, of course, was trying to help out Trent. Now, what I will just tell you is this. Eventually, Jay Lethal was eliminated when Jeff Jarrett went super heel. He hit the stroke for the second time, and he was able to throw out Trent. But all of this was a joy. And I admit it, I hold my hands up. If you had told me two months ago that it was going to be Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett winning here, I'd be like, man, I don't get it. But we are past those two months, and I love this team. The whole team, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, they know exactly what they're trying to do. They're genuinely entertaining, and they're such assholes. All this was also totally off the chain. I am giving it up. We then learned that the House of Black and the Elite are going to have a face-to-face -face on Rampage. So I just want to say this. If you're one of these people who are going, oh, Rampage needs more stars, and now you're also going, oh, I can't believe they're doing this on Rampage. They should do it on Dynamite. You have to pick a side and stick there. You can't have both, and either way, this is going to be great. And then, yeah, as has been teased throughout the week, Tony Khan had a big announcement. I'm not really sure what anyone was expecting. Because Khan was here alongside Rennie Paquette, and he said, I'd like Adam Cole to talk about this. So Adam Cole walked in with his wonderful hair. And soon, after episodes of Dynamite, we are going to get AEW All Access, which is a brand new program on TNT or TBS, one of the two, which is going to be a behind-the-scenes look at AEW. And look at it this way. This means that TNT, TBS, Warner Brothers Discovery are investing more in All Elite Wrestling, so when it comes time to re-up their television deals, they're probably going to get more money. That's good for the wrestling, that's good for the wrestlers, that's good for the fans. If you're moaning about this, you are a bonkers bill. Cole also told us that when that show does debut after Dynamite, it will be the Dynamite where he makes his big comeback, and that got a massive reply. Honestly, AEW should just have Adam Cole do all of these announcements. He is the nicest man in the world, and I'm pretty much in love with him. Just getting it up. I look forward to stuff like this. We then saw Jarrett's crew and the guns having a chat, and I have no idea what they were talking about because it was intentionally gibberish, but that's why I liked it so much. When we also learned, oh, <laughs> by the way, Hook is back next week after his suspension. I was like, what suspension? Nothing has happened. So I can't defend that one because this is the story. He hugged Stokely Hathaway's arm. There was no violence there. He got suspended pending investigation. I suppose that investigation has happened and now he's returning to take on one of Stokely's crew. Now, I've got no problem with that and I think the feud and the matches will be fun. That is really, really silly. Damn. Which did bring us to the main event, though. This made me happy. Because no matter how somebody is used in wrestling, if you want to turn the fire pressure up on them and have them cook a bit stronger than they have been, all you've got to do is book them as such. I mean, essentially, we're playing with chess pieces here. So Evil Uno came out, and good grief, he was amazing. Because he was just like some pissed-off warrior, even though he was going to take on John Moxley, so there was some worry in the air. But as soon as the bell went ding, 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 
he just rushed Mox and he started to kick his ass. And of course, because he was the underdog, I was rooting for him. We also saw Hangman Adam Page watching from backstage, which is when Uno got his best. And he started to strangle John Moxley, because one, he probably wanted to kill him, but more importantly, two, he knew that if he didn't try to kill John Moxley, John Moxley was going to kill him. There's also some biting going on, which is when Mox started to rip at Evil Uno's mask and threw him to the outside, and the crowd booed that. But eventually, Evil Uno was able to go to the top of T the turnbuckle. He hit this amazing senton. I was losing my mind. Certainly, though, Moxie does know all about this, so eventually he cut him off, and he just threw him into Simba the Still Steps. And he beat on him so badly. Of course, duh, 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 Evil Uno started to bleed. So bring it down. There it is, the AEW blood machine. <laughs> rolls up to two and it was only just born happy birthday uno then fought back with all these pile drivers as blood just poured down his head and look that really did help the visual when eventually mox was able to reverse this and he just laid in the big elbows before he started to choke him and he was choking him and he was choking him but evil uno kept getting up and evil uno kept fighting as he promised he was going to do and in around about eight minutes, we had made Evil Uno one of the most serious members of the roster. The red stuff coming out of his head too was like a flipping fountain. And I think something went off in John Moxie's brain here. Because after he applied the choke, he wouldn't let go. So Evil Uno passed out and he wouldn't let go and he wouldn't let go. To the point the Dark Order had to run down there. Which is when Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Uta were back. So once again, I was wagging my finger going, well, surely they're going heel, otherwise what are we doing? All of a sudden, Hangman Adam Page ran out, though, and he was beating Mox up when he produced some barbed wire, wrapped it around his arm, and smacked Johnny Boy right in the face. Do not forget, this is not a normal and ordinary thing to do. Don't do it at home. It meant that I had genuine tears in my eyes, because even though Dynamite only had 10 seconds left to go... It meant that John Moxley was bleeding, which is just funny anyway, because that guy loves to bleed. Also, bring it down. The blood counter moves up to three. This one is going to be good. Page also then went for the buckshot, but Moxley bailed, and whenever does he do that? And seriously, round of applause to AEW, because they have built this feud so well. I have no idea what is going to happen at the Revelance pay-per-view, apart from the fact that they are actually going to try and murder each other, which is scary. So I am giving it an up because it's worth it. But also two, Hangman Adam Page may run in here with a barbed wire arm. <laughs> Once again, that shouldn't be a thing. So this really was just wars all over the place. And I thought this was a terrific dynamite. I mean, the balance between promos and matches seemed pretty much perfect. Long may it continue. Giving it up. Now, please do click one of the videos on the screen to stay on what culture wrestling and watch more content. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And of course, there's other ups and downs you can check out. We are on social media at What Culture WWE and Simon si, Miller 316. If you would like to check out our website, it's just whatculture.com. My name is Simon from What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. Sorry for the crazy light behind me. Maybe I'm dead and I've ascended. Not true, and I shouldn't have said it. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.